Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. You all know that that's the Christmas story, or one, one uh, account of the Christmas story. And Luke, chapter 2, we'll be reading it in verses 1 through 20. I'd like to bring a message this morning entitled, The Ponderings of Mary. The Ponderings of Mary. Luke 2, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the reading of this passage. It's a familiar passage, Lord, but it's so good to read it about what Jesus did for us when he left heaven's glory, came to this earth for the purpose of becoming a man so that he might become our substitute and die in our place. We thank you so much for that. Give us understanding, Lord, as we look at the subject today, and I pray that you'd use it to speak to each heart, accomplish your will, and we'll thank you. Give enablement to bring the message, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes in our lives, we have things happen of which we do not understand why, how, or how in the world they will, they will develop in our lives and how it will turn out. Well, while we think about these things often, we try to figure it out. How is this going to work out? What is, does God have a plan for this? Well, for people in the Bible did the same thing. They thought about things they were going through and wondered how it was going to turn out. A central figure in the account of the, of the birth of Jesus Christ is, of course, his mother, Mary. I do not know how old Mary was. It's surprising to me when you look it up like I did on my phone the other day. I said, how old was Mary? And it says, historians agree. <laughs> historians, there's no history that tells us how old she was. And they say something like this. Some said, 
A lot of or most historians believe she was 12 to 14 years old. I personally think that's ridiculous. And I've heard some well-known preachers say the same thing. Some say she was 15 to 16 years old. And they base this on the culture. I believe we do not know how old Jesus was, or Mary was, when Jesus was born. We do know that she was a lady that God chose, and I believe God chose her to be the lady that she chose the lady that he wanted and the age that he wanted her to be, and it was not determined by the culture in which she lived. God is smarter than culture, and God knows what he's doing. I do not believe that Mary was a very young teenager. She might have been an older teenager, but really I don't know and neither do you. But I do know some things about Mary from the Bible. Let me give you some facts we know about Mary. First of all, she lived in Nazareth. Also, she was a spouse to a man who was called Joseph. A spouse was like an engagement, but more serious than today's engagement. In fact, to, to break a spousal, you had to have a divorce. So she was a spouse to Joseph. She was a virgin. That means she was morally pure. She was a lady of faith. The Bible says that God was with her. It also says she was highly favored. That means she was endowed with grace. She was blessed among women. She found favor with God. She, and it said that all generations would rise up and call her blessed. And the word blessed there in verse, verse 48 is different than the word blessed in verse 28, and it actually means happy. All generations will call her happy because of the privilege she had of having the Lord Jesus Christ. We also know that she was courageous. I say that because she took a, a trip all the way to see Elizabeth after she found out that Elizabeth, her cousin, was older, her older cousin, was having a baby just as unbelievable. She had to go see that, and so she took a trip. And it took four or five days for her to make that trip. And so she was a courageous lady. She was also familiar with the scripture because when she gave her poem or her song recorded in chapter 1 of Luke, there are 15 quotes from Old Testament scriptures. So this lady, was she knew the scripture. She also, I believe, was humble. And you can see that as you just follow Mary and observe her. She was a humble lady. The depiction of Mary by the Roman Catholic Church and their, and their doctrine is totally foreign to anything that the Scripture says about Mary. Let me tell you some things that, that Catholic doctrine says, and I'm not really preaching against Catholics or anything like that. Uh, I know Catholics who, who uh, you know, I appreciate and love and all that, but I believe the doctrine they teach is off-base. One of the things they teach about Mary is the Immaculate Conception. That means that she never sinned. In other words, she was born a perfect child without sin. I, these are their words. Her soul was perfectly sinless. They also said she was conceived without any stain of original sin. Another thing they teach is that she had, that was perpetual virginity, and that is she was always a virgin, that she and her husband uh, Joseph never had relationships, intimate relationships, she continued a virgin all the way to her death. And yet that is contradicted by Mark chapter 6, verse 3, that says Jesus had four brothers 
and some sisters. And so uh, that's not taught in the scripture. They also call her the queen of heaven and earth. And they reason like this, and I wrote this down from their words. Her son is king of kings, and she is the mother of the king, so she is the queen of heaven. <laughs> Pretty bad reasoning, I think. <laughs> and then it also teach that she intercedes for, for uh, all of God's children. She's an intercessor, so you can pray to Mary. All of that is foreign to the scripture. It's not taught in the word of God. But we we need to understand Mary today, and I want to try to do that as we consider her in this message. So we want to consider Mary and take a picture of her found in verse 19. And it says this, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I'd like to speak to you this morning about the ponderings of Mary. She quietly thought about all that she had learned about Jesus Christ and she pondered those in her mind. The word ponder means to put one thing against another in considering. So you take this fact and this fact, and you think about them, and you consider how these things work out. That's pondering. The same word is used in Acts chapter chapter, uh, 4, verse 15. The account is this. Peter had healed the man who was lame from his mother's womb. And it caused a big stir. And the chief and the priest, the chief priest and the scribes got together, and it, the Bible says of them, they conferred among themselves. They conferred among themselves. The word confer in the Greek is the same word for ponder. In other words, they they took this fact about what they learned, this fact about what they learned, and they brought it all together, and they were conferring. They were t- examining these facts, and that's what Mary was doing. She was taking this fact and that fact, and she was putting it in her mind, and she was thinking about it. She was pondering over those things. The Bible also tells us in Luke chapter 2, verse 37, Joseph and Mary marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Uh, Simeon was talking about Jesus, and they marveled at what they were hearing about him. In Luke chapter 2, verse 51, it says, his mother kept all these things in her heart. She kept these things in her heart. She no doubt pondered, thought about those things. And that, that verse is after Jesus was 12 years old and he was found in the temple talking to the doctors and they, con- and they were confounded. They were amazed at his wisdom. And Mary thought about those things and she kept them in her heart. What was happening to Mary in relation to Jesus was too sacred for her to talk about to other people. It was between God and her. She pondered those things in her heart. Now let's consider the things that Mary had learned. They were in her mind and in her heart, and she tried to piece it all together as she pondered those things. As I was preparing this message, I thought, I just wonder what Mary was pondering. What was she thinking about? And then I put it all together of what she was thinking about. It's the things that she had learned about Jesus. Let's begin. First of all, she was pondering the things that she learned from Gabriel. Now, what did she learn from Gabriel? Well, she was highly favored and blessed. She learned that God, that Gabriel said that she was highly favored. She was blessed among women. The, the word highly favored means she's endowed with grace. It has the root, root word of grace. She was endowed with grace. She found favor. She found grace with the Lord. 
verse 28, she was blessed among women. And she was, and they would rise, generations would rise up and call her blessed. You know, this is this lady, you know, this young lady who's just heard all these words about, about what's, what's going to happen to her. And she, and she said, you are blessed among all women. And generations to come are going to call you blessed. I mean, this is all coming at, at her immediately. And she probably wonders why. I mean, uh, what's going on? I don't understand this. She would conceive of the Holy Spirit. She learned from Gabriel that she was going to have a child, and it didn't involve a man. A ho- the Holy Spirit, God would make her conceive, and she would have this child. She learned that her son would be called Jesus. So it wasn't up to her to name the child, that Gabriel said, this is what you're going to name him. His name is called Jesus. Later, she, when she conferred with Joseph, she, she, he told her that the same angel had told him the same thing. You call him Jesus. And that means he shall save his people from their sins. So he's the Savior. It went on to explain in that passage that this was a fulfillment of the Scripture. Uh, Isaiah seven fourteen: a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. She also learned from the Gabriel that her son would be son of the highest or son of God. Verse 32 says, son of the highest. And verse 35 says, Son of God. So this child she's going, to be, she's going to have is the Son of God. He's the Son of the Highest. That is God. And so she then, then she also learned that her son would be the promised Messiah. Now, Jews knew about the Messiah. They were looking for the Messiah. Some believe that uh, Jews had put a lot of information together, and they thought it could be very soon that the Messiah would come. And so they were sort of ready for Messiah. They were anticipating Messiah. And then Mary gets this word, the child you're having is going to be the Messiah. Because it says of him that he would give unto him the throne of his father David. He would reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there would be no end. So she's learning all this from Gabriel. But then there are other things she was pondering. And that is she pondered the things that she learned from Elizabeth. You remember after she found out she was with child and God said uh, to prove that nothing's impossible with God, I want to let you know, or the Gabriel said, I want to let you know that your cousin Elizabeth, who's past childbearing age, she's going to have a child. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But with God, nothing is impossible. So she went to see Elizabeth. She learned from Elizabeth some things that she put in her mind and she pondered. And that was Elizabeth, Elizabeth told her that that she would be blessed among women. Now, this is many miles away, and this lady tells her the same thing that Gabriel told her, and that is she would be blessed among women, and she puts this in her mind. She also, Elizabeth also told her that she, was the, that she was the mother of her Lord. So Elizabeth says, you are the mother of my Lord. Now, her Lord was God. And so Elizabeth is saying, Mary, you're the mother of my Lord. And and Mary thought, Gabriel said, my child will be the son of God. So she puts that together, that she is the mother of the Lord. Also, Elizabeth told her that Mary, that that when she came into the room and greeted her, that the babe in her womb, which was John the Baptist, who would be born later, said the babe in her womb weep for joy in her womb leap for joy when she when he when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary 
Mary just can't hardly believe what's happening and what's going on. So much to think about, so much to ponder. But then you add to that something else, the things that she learned from observing her husband Joseph. I believe that she pondered this as well. What did she learn from observing her husband Joseph? Something very unusual. And that is, from the time they became man and wife, they never had intimate relationships. And Joseph disciplined himself because he believed what the angel said. That which is conceived in you is of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in Matthew 1, verse 25, he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. Don't you think Mary watched her husband and marveled at the fact that he was so self-disciplined? He understood that the child that would be born was the Holy Son of God. So Mary learned some things from just observing her husband. Mary also learned from her trip to Bethlehem. You know, lots of times in our life, we learn from things that we go through that are unpleasant. We learn things that we need to learn because of the problems we go through. Well, Mary learned from her trip to Bethlehem. She probably had some questions. I've written down some of the questions I think she might have had. First of all, she probably have thought, if God is, all, is in all this, why did we receive bad news from the government that we have to travel to Bethlehem, which is 80 miles away, during my ninth month of pregnancy. I mean, why? Why this bad news? Why do we have to take this trip in the condition that I'm in? She probably thought, why was there no room for us when we got there in the end and we had to stay in a, ca- in a cattle stable? Why? I mean, if this child is so special, why do we have to stay in a, cap, in a, in a cattle stable? Uh, I, it was a rough trip, trip I just had. I am very tired, and you ladies who've had children can sympathize with Mary. I'm wore out, and we have to stay in this barn? She probably reasoned, why does my special child have to be born in a stable and laid in a manger? I mean, he's the son of God. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Messiah. Why not a nice room with the best for my special son? Her pondering, no doubt, included many of those whys. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Don't we go through times like that? We don't, when things happen and we say, why, Lord? And we ponder it in our mind. We think about it in our mind. Then she also had some other things that she learned. And that is the things that she learned from the shepherds. She learned some things from the shepherds that caused her to have more thoughts to ponder in her mind. They told her the angel appearing to them in the field. When they came to see her, they said, you know, we were out in the field and this angel came, the angel of the Lord, he appeared unto us and the glory of the Lord shone around about him and we were sore afraid. And then the angels told her about the message that the that the angel gave. And they said, he said that we were not to fear, even though it was a very fearful thing. And then he said, good tidings of great joy to all people. So he's giving us a message that's good tidings to all people. It's going to bring joy to all people. 
And then he said, born this day in the city of David is a Savior, is the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, the Jews knew what Christ meant. That meant the anointed one. That meant the Messiah. And so, this angel says, your Messiah is born in the city of, da of, of David. So, then he said, the angel said, I'm going to give you a sign. Because you're going to go find this child, I'll give you a sign that will help you find the child. And that is, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Don't you imagine Mary, when she heard that, she thought, Lord, I've been asking why, and it's all part of your plan. Even the angel knew this was going to happen and told the shepherds. And so they went into town, and they found, found, found the, 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 the Christ child. So those shepherds told her how the a multitude of angels then appeared uh, with this one angel. And there was wonderful things. And it says, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And then after all of that happened, they all disappeared and they all went back to heaven. And they were left, just the shepherds looking at each other. And they said, let us now go into Bethlehem and find this child. And so they told Mary, about their trip into Bethlehem and how they went from one place to another looking for this child. And guess what? They found this stable with this man and wife and a baby lying in the manger just like the angel said. All of this is coming into Mary's mind. She's learning from all of this. And they, they marvel, she marveled at what they, she heard from the shepherds. But then she learned some other things things that Mary learned from, in Jerusalem from Simeon and Anna. You remember Simeon and Anna were the older folks in the temple. And uh, Simeon had been given a promise from the Lord in some way, and he said, Simeon, I guarantee you, you will not die until you see the Messiah. You'll not die until you see the Christ. And Simeon was waiting on that, and he's in the temple that day, and this couple walks in, and God impresses upon his mind that this is the Christ child that I promised you would see. So Simeon walks up to Mary and Joseph, and he asks if he can hold the baby. So he not only gets to see the Christ child, he gets to hold the Christ child. So he's holding the Christ child, and he says to Mary some things, adding to the things that she's thinking about, and he says this, the Bible says that he, when he had the Christ child, he blessed God. So he gave God all the credit, and he blessed God and praised God. And he said to the Lord, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to thy word. Mary heard all that. And then he said this, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Mary thought, the angel said he would be called Jesus, and he told Joseph, that Jesus meant he was the Savior of, of the world. So he's the Savior. And, and Simeon says, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And then he went on to say something else. He said, He is a light to lighten the Gentiles. So Mary found out this child is not only about us Jews and our Messiah, this child is special to the Gentiles, to everyone. And then he said, He's the glory of Israel. And then he added this, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. 
So this child is some way connected to the fall and the rising again of many in Israel. Then it says that this child is a sign which shall be spoken against. So he's a special sign, yet a lot of people are going to speak against him. So my son is going to have enemies. They're going to be against him. And then he says this final thing. And he says, a sword shall pierce through thy thy own soul. And he looks at Mary and says that. He says, Mary, or maybe he didn't know Mary's name, but he says, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul. Now you think about Mary. She's adding all of these bits of information she's getting from all these places into her mind, and she's pondering, she's thinking about those things. She's examining one against another, wondering how it's going to turn out. And then she sees Anna. And the Bible seems to say that when when while Simeon was speaking, at that time, here comes Anna in. Anna, Anna is an older lady. She's, uh, according to how you figure it, she could be up in her 90s. And she's uh, an older lady. She's been a widow for a long time. But every day she's in the temple. Now, Mary and Joseph have been to the temple before, and they've probably seen her. But here she comes in at that time. And the Bible says she came in while Simeon was speaking and she gave thanks unto the Lord. So this lady walks up and she thanks the Lord and she references this child. And then she spoke of Jesus to all him who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Now she had been in, in the temple every day and she probably knew the people who really were sincere and were looking for the Christ child or looking for the Christ And she knew that they were looking for redemption in Israel. And so she went around, as Mary's watching, she went around telling all these people, hey, this baby here, this is the promised one. This is the one we've been looking for. This is the one who's going to bring redemption. And she told all, and Mary's watching all this. She's observing all this. All this is added into her mind as she ponders about Jesus. Then there were things that she learned from the wise men. From the wise men, she learned some things as well. Now, this was later, probably as as much as two years later, because Jesus is no longer a baby in a manger. He's uh, a a child, probably two or less than two. And um, the wise men come to see her. And as they come, they come into the house, and after they found out where she is, and they tell her the story. And she finds out that, in a distant land east of there, these wise men have come. These We think it's three because there were three gifts. We don't know. But these wise men come, and they tell her of this long journey they've made. Why would they make such a journey? Because they heard in that far-off country, long ways away, that the king of the Jews was born. King of the Jews? Mary thought, that's my child. He's the Messiah. And they knew this all the way over that east country. My, all these things flooding into her mind. They were supernaturally led by a star, and they told her about that star they saw. And it moved for a while, and they went to Jerusalem, and they didn't see it anymore. And then they'd left Jerusalem after being told it was in Bethlehem. When they started on their journey, the star appeared again, and it came and over that place where the child lay. She was baffled. She was amazed at what was happening. They told her that this child was the king of the Jews. 
the priests and the scribes in Jerusalem revealed that the prophet Micah had said the child would be born in Bethlehem. Now Mary, because she quoted all those scriptures in that song that she wrote, must have meant that she was familiar with the scriptures. And so she probably thought, Micah, yeah, I remember that verse. It talks about Bethlehem. And she put it all together in her minds as she was pondering these things that the wise men told her. Also, when they arrived at the home where most Joseph and Mary were, they fell down and they worshipped Jesus. So they told her all these things, but then when they first thing, they probably told him afterwards, but the first thing they did, they fell down and worshipped Jesus. Now she looks at them and thinks, you're not supposed to worship people, but they're worshipping my son. Well, let me think a minute. He's the son of God. He's the son of the highest. He's the Messiah. I see why they're doing that. And then they give him, not us, not Joseph and Mary, they give him, Jesus, gifts, expensive gifts, gold, silver, I mean gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so she's wondering about all these things. And then they told her that they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, but to go home another way. And so they left. Then Mary had some other things to learn. Things Mary learned from Joseph after the wise men left. You see, it's interesting that God doesn't speak to Mary through dreams. He spoke to Joseph because he was the head of the household and he was to give the direction of what they were to do. And so God, through a dream, told, told Joseph that they needed to leave and go to Egypt because Herod was going to seek to kill the baby. And Joseph comes in and tells Mary, his wife, look, we've got to leave because Herod is going to try to kill our baby. Why would anyone want to kill a baby? And she's thinking all this, but we've got to go because the government's against our child. And so they leave. Then later an angel appears again to Joseph, or in a dream to Joseph, and he says, now Herod's dead, you can go back to Israel. So they pack up and they go back to Israel, and no doubt Joseph told Mary this. And they get back to Israel or in that area, and before they come to Jerusalem, uh, they, he, they hear something. Herod's son is now king, and he's bad as bad as, as his dad. And so we better not go back to Jerusalem. And so they decide that they're going to go another go to Galilee because the angel instructed them to go to Galilee, it seems. And so they went to Nazareth. Now, because Mary knew the scripture, she might have put things together. I don't know if she did or not by this time as she was pondering. But the, the Old Testament said that he would be called a Nazarene. Now, Nazareth was where they were from. That's where they left from to go to Bethlehem. And, and, so, and so Nazareth is that place that they, he, that they, grew, that they were, and now he's going to grow up in it, and he's going to be called a Nazarene. So all these things go through her mind. And then Mary learned something else. She learned also not only from, the, from Joseph after the wise men left, but she learned from Jesus as he was growing up. As I was thinking about this message, I, I realized that at the end of Matthew, or Luke chapter 2, 
It tells about him at 12 years old. It tells that Mary, again, is thinking about these things. And so she learned from, from uh, the things that she uh, watched in Jesus. What did she see in Jesus as he grew up? Well, she saw that he waxed strong in spirit. He was filled with wisdom. The grace of God was upon him. And he increased in stature and in favor with God and man. She observed her son was a special son, just like God said he would be. And then they took this trip, and uh, they found out that after a while that Joseph, uh, that uh, uh, Jesus was not with him. And he was 12 years old at the time, so they go back to find him, and they find him in Jerusalem. He's talking to the doctors of the law, and the law there of the, of the Jewish law, and he's talking to them, and they are, they are marveling at his wisdom because he's asking them questions and, and uh, inquiring of them, and it says that they were astonished at his understanding and his answers. No doubt they asked him questions, and he answered. And they said, she said, don't you know that the, your, your father and I have been worried about you? We've been worried sick about you. And then he says something to her that she no doubt pondered as it says she did. And she said this, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Now, his father's business, that couldn't have been Joseph. Joseph was not his biological father. God was. But he said, I must be about my father's business. Well, Mary had thought about all these things. She pondered them in her heart. The Bible says in verse 51 that she kept all these sayings in her heart. The many things Mary learned about Jesus were thought of often as she pondered those things. She did not fully understand, but she humbly believed God and waited for full understanding as she pondered. We knew she was at the cross when Jesus died because the Bible tells us that. If you look at John chapter 19, or I can just read it to you, John 19 verse 25, it says this, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. In other words, take care of her as your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. We learn from that that Jesus, that Mary was at the foot of the cross looking at Jesus as he hung there on the cross. You remember she's been pondering all these things. Things begin to come together because what did Simeon say? Simeon said, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul. And I imagine at that time she realized this is what he was talking about. My son is dying on the cross. Then she came to understand what Simeon had said. And after Christ's resurrection, I am sure that all the bits of information began to fit together as she, un as she understood them. Her pondering led to complete faith in Jesus as her Savior, and she trusted him. Now, all of us today know more than Mary did. We know more than Mary pondered in her heart. Because all the things I've mentioned you, to you today, you're familiar with. You've read it in the story over and over again. 
And those things were put in her mind piece by piece, and she pondered them. All of us today know all those things. We know much more than Mary knew at that time. We know about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We know about his ascension. We know about the gospel, the good news that says you can be saved if you'll believe that. We know all those things. And, uh, but the question is, as you've pondered the things you've heard out about through the years, you've pondered the things that you've heard about through messages, have you personally ever come to a place of faith in Jesus Christ? I believe Mary, after the resurrection, realized, Jesus, my son, he's my savior. I believe in what he did on the cross. I believe that he rose from the grave, and she trusted him as her personal savior. And the question is, have you done the same? Have you come to the place where you've accepted the Lord as your personal savior and trusted him? Have you come to the place where you realize he came to the earth from heaven, that he is the son of God, that he was sinless, and he is sinless, that he went to the cross as our substitute, and he died there on the cross and paid for our sins completely. After he died, he was buried, and then he rose the third day, victorious over, over death. And he's paid the price, and salvation is available. The price has been paid. Salvation is available Have you trusted Christ as your personal Savior? Come to Jesus today in repentance and faith and believe on him and you can be saved. Now, Mary, piece by piece, pondered all those things. All of us today know all those pieces and we've also heard the gospel, but the question is, have you come to faith like Mary no doubt did? to Jesus Christ. Now, when a person ponders about Jesus and comes to faith in Jesus and trusts him as their Savior, there's a good sign that you're really a child of God. And that's found in the last appearance of Mary in the Scripture, the last time we see her in the Scripture. Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Verse 13. We'll read verse 12 as well. well. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. That's after Jesus ascended up into heaven. And when they were come in, they went unto an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James the son of Alphaeus and and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continued with one cord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So where is Mary after it was all over and Jesus ascended up into heaven? She was with fellow believers, and she was at a prayer meeting. Now, I believe that just says, you know, if we truly ponder in our heart and come to true faith in Jesus Christ, one of the evidence that we're saved is that we'll be in the house of the Lord. We'll want to be there. Now, at times you can't be, but you'll want to be in the house of the Lord, learning more so that you can ponder even more about all the things about Jesus and all the things that God has prepared for us. 
The question is, have you come to faith in Jesus Christ? And if you have, are you following the Lord and trusting him and serving him? All of you today are here. <laughs> That's why, you know, preachers should never say, which some of us do. If you're here today, you're here. <laughs> All of you are here. So you're here doing what Mary did. She was assembled with believers. Make sure as you ponder about Jesus that your faith is settled and trusting Jesus as your personal Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for reminding us the Christmas story through thinking about what Mary learned. She learned from many sources, and she came to personal realization that her son was her Savior, and she trusted you. Lord, I pray that we also might make sure that out after all the things we know and all the things that have been put in our mind about Jesus, that we personally have come to faith in him. If anybody here has not, Lord, I pray that today be the day of salvation for them as they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and call on him to be their Savior. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.